0: this is the G podcast with your host Tommy B
1: and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus so thank you Venus <laughs> she's the only reason Serena Williams ever existed so
2: oh yeah I gotta give it up man. Everybody was ready in the first round. They got the video, the tributes in the first round. And and Sister Girl said, nope, I ain't going out to the third round. So I got to give it up to Serena and start the show on a good note because there's so much bad shit <laughs> that I got to talk about. Oh, and no, you know that, what? That is, I know. It's that's just true, one of those true. shows. It's just I, 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 I try. I, Shan, you know, Shan Norman's here with us. And, and I told Shan before, I said, Shan, you know, you could come on, but, but you know, this is the E. This is where I earn that E. <laughs> you know, when you look at that, <laughs> it's going to be earned this week because honestly, I'm pissed. There are a couple of things I got to talk about, and I got to keep it really real. I mean, there's no way to be nice about it. There's no way to sugarcoat it. There's some bullshit going on in the country right now, and even some bullshit that's going on in the city of Atlanta that really needs to be talked about. And 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 I, I can't believe it. But get but yeah, let me give it up one more time.
3: <laughs> let me go back
2: to the niceties. I gotta give it up to Serena. Hey, go ahead, Tanya B. You were gonna say something about No, song, I'll I just say
3: just you know, give her her flowers. Well, she said I'm not going out the first or second round, cause you know, the third time was a charm. She probably said I don't wanna hang around till you know round seven, although seven is the number of completion. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think she's at a point in her career right now where Serena doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. And that's just the reality of it. So, you know, why get out there and sweat and grunt when you don't have to? You know, Serena is who she is. And you know what? You know, you have arrived when you have one name like Aretha, or Patty, you know, or Dion, and then we have Venus and Serena. Billie Jean King still has to use her entire name, even when you say Naomi and Coco. But Chris Everett still has to use her own name. So, you know, I'd say give her her flowers, give her her pocketbook, (laughs) and everything else because she has earned it. She's earned it.
2: You know, there were people were pissed, man, because I was. You know, I used to watch a lot of tennis back in the day. I had my favorites, McEnroe. You know, the craziness from John McEnroe and all that stuff. But it was funny. You know, people were pissed because I was following on Twitter, and people hate Chris Everett when they when she talks about <laughs> Serena. So when she talks about anybody, like, when she talks about her.
3: anybody, she they need to <laughs> they just let like her go home, <laughs> take her pocketbook, and just sit down and be quiet.
2: They were just calling her a hater. You know, you need to she shut is. the hell up. You know, it was. It she was does. That's funny, man. But anyway, again, welcome, y'all. This is uh, episode 144 of This is the G Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy B. I want to thank everybody, man. It's Labor Day weekend, and, and a whole lot of y'all out doing family stuff and hanging. I told Tanya B, I said, Tanya B, you know, you got family. You, you traveling. You ain't got to do it. You ain't got to do it, Tanya B. But I got to get. y'all I'm it. a professional. <laughs> I'm a professional. Okay. But she here. <laughs> She I don't here. take off when
3: I have a hangnail. I travel with my. But you equipment. say a hangnail. <laughs> okay, I'm here.
2: She is in the building. Anyway, every week we do news, policy, politics, pop culture, and that pipe and hot tea. And she is here, the one and only time you be host of the Birdwire. You can check it out Fridays and Saturdays, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m., and then Saturdays yes. at noon. And, and you know, what what's up with the Birdwire? Did you do, you did your... Well, you know, um, this week we week, did yeah. the
3: Siblings of Soul, mm-hmm. and I played songs by groups with siblings. And some of them you might have forgotten about, but we went, you know, from back in the day, from Earth, Wind, and Fire, we did the Emotions, the Jones Girls, Sister Sledge. But then we came up you know, a little bit more current with people like Jagged Edge and the Sisters of 702. So, you know, mm, then you might have wow. forgotten about some of those groups, Tony, Tony, Tony. You know, a lot of those folks and people seem to like it. It was still, you know, your backyard barbecue, uh, you know, real good, feel good R and B music. But again, it was just siblings. You know, people forget that Charlie Wilson was in a, gang- a band with his brothers called yeah. the Gap
2: Band. You know? So true, so true. So Gap Band it, it was, was very that was my group, man. I Ooh, mean, before my, oh, that was the group. You had Cameo. Yeah, you and had back in the, the day, oh, the eighties.
3: I mean, but you had, you know, again, <laughs> Cool in the Gang. People forget there were three brothers in Cool in the Gang.
2: Yeah, know? so true, so true so uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool i appreciate you being here one more time yeah give it up time to be all yeah yeah and the other sister who's with us on the show she's saying who, who y'all yes. talking about the gap <laughs> you no know, you always do that my father was born in
4: 44 1944 oh, wow. okay so,
2: yeah. so you you got you got your old school uh lessons right. i'm sure you know what the gap band, cameo, you know what's up. Every
4: day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> See? <laughs> Daily. See? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, so she she might be millennial, but she knows her stuff. And I got to give it up to the one and only Shan Norman's in the building. Yeah, yeah. And Shan is a member of the family, Castropolis.net. She's founder, CEO of MillennialVoices.com, BlackAdoptees.com. And also creator of our Justice for Veterans podcast, which is uh, launching soon and coming up with some great content. Yeah, what's up? It's Labor Day weekend. What you what you what you hanging? You know, I never tell I never uh, I'm not into letting people know uh, specifically where people are, because, you know, we're learning that in Atlanta. You don't say where you are. Cause like you might be like Mariah Carey, <laughs> yeah, you're breaking your house. People <laughs> you know. breaking your house. So so no, you know. But but I, I will say she's in the southeast. I think you know. So so she is southeastern. I will say that and and travels often. But but what's up, Tony? What's up, uh, Shan? Shan, Norma? What's going on with you this weekend? What you doing? I'm hanging with you guys, trying to be like you, <laughs> both of you. <laughs> oh, My mentors. <laughs> when, when we start talking about some of this shiggity, she, she might not be saying that um, at the, in, in mm. a few minutes. But, but Shan, mm. thank you. And, and here's the deal, yes. y'all, um, on, on a serious tip. You know, the couple of things I'm talking about, this Jackson thing, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, the water issue um is it is is troubling for me uh, and I'll, I'll talk about it more after we do Syracuse, mike but you know we can't sit back and normalize and allow this to be the norm in 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 no way whatsoever can we allow it to be the norm i mean i know we went through flint but it's crazy because i'm in georgia and and i i just decided i said hey i'm i'm going to google mm-hmm. the the worst 10 water sources in, in, in America. And and lo and behold, guess who shows up on the list? The state of Georgia, you know? So, so, you know, it's like, you know, nobody's really safe. But one, I, I want to co- no. go ahead, Tanya B. I mean, nothing. So, no,
3: that that is very, very. And you know what's what's what you said about the whole situation with the water. This is like Flint two and oh. Flint, mm-hmm. after all these years, is still not right. No. but it's just the nature of the news cycle. And like you look at places like even in D.C., their water oh. is about as hard as a brick. <laughs> but yeah. it's been that way. Yes. So you know this is all nothing new. But you know you don't have bad water in. Uh, you know, uh, Pacific Palisades, California nope. don't have bad water on not Miami, but Miami My Beach where the money is, you know, and you don't have, you know, and, and Mississippi has been notorious for being one of the poorest states in this country. Yeah for years. That's why people like B.B. King, like, you know, jumped on the train, the freight train and got out of Dodge. Mm-hmm, but, you know,
2: mm-hmm. and, that's and, you know, the reality I, of it. I got it. And I'm going to say something after we do news with Syracuse Mike that kind of ties all this together. Uh, and and I, I would love uh, our audience to chime in and, and also maybe give us some comments as well. But I'll get to that after the news. The other thing that's troubling me, and this is near your home, uh, Tanya B., uh, the closing of uh, at the Atlanta Medical Center. Uh, which if you, you grew know. up in Atlanta, I, I'm a Grady baby. So I grew up in Atlanta, uh, you know. So if y'all hear, y'all ever hear people talk about Grady babies, I'm one of them. OK, so you had Grady, you had uh, at the time Georgia Baptist, where a lot a whole lot of black folks were born uh, at Georgia Baptist, which Georgia Baptist okay. is now the Atlanta Medical Center, which is near Ralph McGill, all that area. And it's, it's, right, it's been a
3: high, they call called an HGBL, like a high density black Uh, DBA, a high density black area. Yes. And that is. And what's also interesting and sad, they just closed the the clinic. I guess the uh, the, their location out in East Point. Now people out at East Point by the airport now have to come downtown Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And then you have the issue of in that particular area where. Atlanta medical AMC is and let me just say this when I first moved to Atlanta I thought oh I live near the movie theater I'm I will tell you the truth I thought it was like an I'm like where's the movie theater <laughs> it's AMC <laughs> but now it's called Wellstar but the thing is there are some huge senior citizen yes uh buildings around Wellstar, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Medical Center. And yep. these people are going to they, they have no choice but to go to Grady now. And the question is, with the way Grady is, can they handle the volume? And they're already like, stretched out already.
2: Yeah. And th- that's one of the problems. I mean, just think of. And, and again, this is not anything. It, it's It's kind of specific now because it's happening in the Atlanta area. But this happens all across the country where a lot of these facilities get shut down, where there's a need in the in the black community or in black communities because they're not making a profit. They're in the red. And the other thing about this is you think back a couple of years ago, Tanya B., when Grady was having issues. Remember the water, the uh, the flooding, and, and all that was happening?
3: Yeah. All it, in, it, but yeah. here's the gag about that whole thing, Tommy B. Yeah. You got Grady, major construction projects. You know, if you want to go to Grady, you better get there a half an hour before yes. you want to be there just to find somewhere to park, number one. Number two, with— um, with the Atlanta Medical Center again, they just did major expansion. Yes. Major, and they I think two major multi million dollar buildings. There's construction going on there as we speak right now, and then there's an entire uh, half a almost a whole a city block that they brought that is still empty. So I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, no, they got. The oh, I bet I bet do... I know what's going to happen. Oh, it's going <laughs> to be condos. No, oh, let yeah, me tell you, tell you that hospital. Wait. <laughs> that hospital, honestly, it's on a corner. Yes. They've got a major garage. It is prime oh, condo I'm territory, that's which up. is all a boulevard. I mean, really, it's mm-hmm. called a thing a thing. That's if you up. can make a church a condo building, yeah.
2: you can make a hospital that's a condo up. building. That's what's up. And, and that's the reality of it. We'll be right back. News team,
1: News team. assemble!
2: It's time for the week in news with Syracuse Mike. A Fulton
0: County Superior Court judge has ruled that Governor Brian Kemp can't avoid testifying in the special grand jury investigation of possible illegal attempts to influence the 2020 election. Judge Robert McBurney said that Kemp will need to honor the subpoena but will allow him to wait until after the November election. Kemp's lawyers had argued that testifying earlier could influence the outcome of his reelection bid. It is believed that Kemp is not a target of the investigation. It was supposed to happen Monday morning, but the highly anticipated launch of Artemis 1 was scrubbed. There were a number of issues, including an engine cooling problem. Specifically, it was an engine bleed that couldn't be fixed in time, according to launch
1: commentator Daryl Nail. Engineers are now working on a plan to uh, continue gathering data about this particular engine and the bleed that uh, didn't work out.
0: NASA will try to give the launch another shot on Friday. The goal is to put astronauts on the moon again in just a couple of years. Fulton County has indicted more than two dozen suspected gang members for several Atlanta-area celebrity home invasions. The suspected gang members use social media to see which celebrities are flaunting flashy items. Celebs also often indicate on social media when they are out of town. Fulton D.A. Fonnie Willis had a message for gang members. Get out of the county.
3: We are going to find you. We are going to convince you. And we're going to send you to the prison for the rest of your days. And I'm not apologizing for that.
0: Recent victims include Mariah Carey, Marlo Hampton of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, and Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Do not drink the water. That's the message for residents of Jackson, Mississippi. It's unclear when safe water will be available. That even includes for flushing toilets. Pumps at the main water treatment plant failed on Monday. Now the city is relying on the emergency distribution of bottled water for about 180,000 people. Until it is fixed, it means we do not have reliable running water at scale. That's Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves. Chris Rock has turned down an offer to host the Oscars next year. There's no doubt his appearance would mean huge ratings, at least for the first 30 minutes. But Rock told an audience in Phoenix, returning to the Oscars stage would be like revisiting a crime scene. Of course, that's a reference to when Will Smith slapped him five months ago. In sports, Serena Williams won the first round match of her final U.S. Open. The win took place before a crowd that was all in for the retiring superstar athlete. A judge is set to hear arguments today over the issue of appointing a special master to review documents seized from former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. The Department of Justice thinks that's unnecessary since the special team has already gone through the documents and found only a few that might be privileged. But the DOJ filing says there was likely an effort to conceal class documents in defiance of a grand jury subpoena. The DOJ also says the search took place only after months of negotiations with Trump's team. Without saying who was behind it, the DOJ believes efforts were likely taken to obstruct the investigation. A photo was released showing how investigators found top secret records spread out on the floor of a carpeted room next to a box of magazines. And now another Trump attorney may be in trouble. Federal prosecutors said a person acting as a custodian of records at the Mar-a-Lago Resort signed a letter this past June saying they had conducted a diligent search for documents and had not retained any copies. In Jackson, Mississippi, crews at the water treatment plant have installed an emergency rental pump. Governor Tate Reeves. We've installed a new rental pump contracted with outside operators to do critical maintenance and started other emergency repairs residents are still being told do not drink the tap water the CDC has joined the FDA and signed off on Pfizer and Moderna's new COVID booster shot. This one targets the Omicron subvariants BA four and BA five. The Pfizer shot will be available for those 12 and older, and the Moderna shot will be for those who are 18 and older. You'll need to wait at least two months from your last booster to be eligible for this shot. The new shot should be available in just days. In Philadelphia, President Joe Biden had a warning for Americans about democracy, saying MAGA Republicans, loyal to Donald Trump, fanned the flames of political violence. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refused to accept the results of a free election. The White House denied that the speech was political. And House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy accused Biden of doing everything in his power to crush America's soul. And demanded the president apologize for accusing Republicans of supporting a philosophy of semi-fascism. The family of a 20 year old black man who was fatally shot Tuesday morning by a Columbus, Ohio police officer is calling for peaceful protests over the weekend. Donovan Lewis was shot inside the bedroom of an apartment. Lewis appeared to be holding a vape pen before he was shot. No weapon was found. This was the sixth shooting involving Columbus police so far this year and the third to happen within an eight day period in late August. None of the other shootings involving Columbus police in 2022 resulted in fatalities. The federal judge who heard arguments for and against an independent legal representative or what's been referred to as a special master to review documents seized from former President Trump's Florida state says she will provide a written response at a later date. When, we don't know. At the request of Trump's attorneys and news outlets, she did agree to release a detailed list of items taken on August 8th. Prosecutors appear to be okay with that. Through this process, the judge has indicated a willingness to appoint a special master.
2: You know, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's sad what's going on in Ohio. Uh, It just seems like in Columbus, the only thing, the only way you can't get shot if you're black and, and a male in Ohio is if you play for Ohio State. I mean, it seems like everybody else is a target. You know no, you, ha-
3: you have to just leave Ohio. That's how you, <laughs> Still, you keep from getting shot. You, know, you just
2: leave. If you play football, you cool, but but outside of that, you know, you a target. So they shoot this kid in bed. You know, he's got a vape gun, You know, whatever—not a gun, but a, you know, no gun was found. A, a vape,
3: it's a pen. It's, it's like, a pen. It like it looks like, it like a pen.
2: Yeah. A vape, a vape pen. So you yes. know, I, I, I hope they, you know, it, it. Again, like I told you guys before, until they do something on a universal scale for mm-hmm. police reform, this is just going to continue. I mean, th- there's nothing to stop these guys because they know that locally they can get away with it. I'm just going to leave it at that. But the thing I was talking about for Jackson, um, one of the things that bothers me, and I'd love to hear feedback uh, from our audience. Uh, you can go to castropolis.net and leave us a voicemail. But one, one of the issues I have that really you know pisses me off about this is uh, a lot of these states that have similar situations, infrastructure issues, especially in the Southeast, let's, you know, let, you know, like you say, you know, Tanya B, let's just call a thing a thing. You know, the water has not, it, th- this is nothing new. These situations with the water um, have, have been going on for years, the lead and paint, um, all that stuff has been going on for years. But my point is a lot of these states and their representatives are are more about talking about critical race theory and trying to push their, you know, their little abortion agenda, you know, yet all these problems exist. And we know they exist. They're not doing anything to fix it. I mean, and that that doesn't just because it's Mississippi doesn't mean, you know, because, quote unquote, Mississippi gets the bad rap. Same things happen in Georgia. Same thing happens. definitely in Florida, you know, South Carolina, you can just go through the southeast and most of these states, even, you know, some of the western southwestern you know, states as well. Bottom line is they've spent so much time on 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 these culture war issues that the things they should be doing as representatives don't get done. It's just like right now, you know, when we're talking about the hospital, you know, again, old school ATL. I'm born. I I was born in Grady. Okay, You had Crawford Long. You had Georgia Baptist, you know, Hughes Falls and all these little hospitals. And now you're going to shut down a hospital um, you know, I don't want to call it an indigent care hospital because, you know, basically, you know, it appeals to everyone or, or it services everyone in that area. Um, you
3: know, what's interesting about what you're saying? And I just I just had in one of those aha moments. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting that they are going to shut down, you know, Wellstar Atlanta Medical Center at a time when it's in a neighborhood that's being so gentrified. Yes. Those people who might have been born with with the exception of the seniors. Yeah. The people that live there don't look like you and I anymore. So I wonder how they are going to deal with that.
2: Yeah. But they're, they're pushing everybody. They even realize it.
3: Yeah. 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 And Grady's already overwhelmed. But again, here's Grady overwhelmed. Yes. Here's Grady understaffed. Yes. But yet they are over there building like it is like they're over there building, you know, the white house. I mean, when I tell you there are blocks Of that area. And pretty soon, that part, this part of Atlanta is going to be owned by two people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One is Georgia State, Mm -hmm. because they are buying up everything Everything, everything. from downtown Atlanta over to the old Brave Stadium. Yes. Right? Yeah. They got all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be bought up by academia. And then it's all just going to be bought up by, uh, you know, I call them the interlopers, but the, gentr- the gentrification crew Oh yeah, and people who've lived there for years can't afford to live there. Not even if their houses are paid for, they can't afford to stay there because the doggone tax base is high. When you have a house, oh, yeah. that might've been at, you know, at its best moment worth 60,000, but you've got a house next door to you. That's been torn down, rebuilt and it's worth a million dollars. Mm-hmm. You're paying tax on that, not where you live. So, and I mean, this is happening, this is happening everywhere.
2: everywhere. There are uh, All across hospitals the country. in Philadelphia. Yes.
3: Yeah. But not gentrifying, and push people out, but also with these hospitals that are closing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So true. And the, the other thing, um, you know, we, we talk about the fact that in a lot of cases and, and most of you may not know this, but but you should do you should definitely do your homework in Google. Um and in a lot of these states, the governors aren't giving medi- the, the Medicaid money to the hospitals. So I mean, just like in, in Georgia, Kemp refuses to give the funding that's intended for Medicaid, Medicare to these hospitals and to the people who go to these hospitals. They're only getting a percentage of it. Then, you know, they have to prove work. And, and a lot of these folks are disabled. They're mentally disabled. It, it's it's a mess, but they use the same playbook all across the country. In the meantime, things happen like this. And it, it's crazy watching um, the Republican governor in Miss in, in Mississippi because he knows he knows he's wrong he knows this stuff it's just like when when what's his name um, Cancun um, <laughs> Cancun our can the Cancun buddy uh, over in Texas uh, oh <laughs> Ted cruise, Cru- Cru- can- cruise ship can cruise ship yes can- can- Cancun cruise. When, yes. when 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 uh Texas was having the significant issues with their infrastructure and the power grid, they knew that the money should have been going to fix this. You know what I mean? This this a lot of these issues could be fixed and they're not. The money's not going Is where it's that. Should go.
3: Well, you know, I, I wanna hear Ma'am. what uh Buttigieg has to say. Isn't he in charge of infrastructure and the transportation and, and you I know, believe?
2: they all do because but but this in my opinion, we passed the infrastructure bill within within a year, okay? Right. Um, it takes what's been going on in Jackson has been going on for over a decade.
3: Just like Flint, that you know, you look at these situations; they are not just happening overnight. Yeah. This has been going on, and it's almost like the uh, like what the, the dams in in New Orleans for Katrina. They just ignored it, hoping it would never happen. Or when they had to, they would just put a bandaid on it. But yeah. you can't put a bandaid on it. You've got to treat the wound at its source, yeah. and that has not happened.
2: And you could jump in, which leads into my next sh- point. Yeah, jump in, Shane. Term whenever. limits. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Term limits, term yeah. limits, term limits for some of these
2: politicians. Let's I call agree. a thing a thing. I agree. I agree. And that's happening definitely. And, and, and I'm, you know, I I may call names on the next show. I'm gonna give them a break because it's a holiday weekend. But but <laughs> but but they're you know, the Atlanta City Council. There's some folks Ooh, who've been on council. There's some folks who've been, you know, in in under the gold dome way too long. Uh, there's some folks who've been, you know, in Congress way too long, and and you know their constituents are getting screwed. I mean, it's just plain and simple. I mean, and, and people really need to if you know, call your Congress people, your, your senators, you know, your your local government, your mayors, you know, I, I think uh, you know, Atlanta mayor, uh, you know, he's he's gonna have to, you know, I think definitely I mean this just didn't come they they're gonna have until November first before they close this hospital. So so somebody's gonna have to have a plan. And some clarity on how this thing's gonna be ha- handled going forward. Shan, go ahead. I mean, do you have any thoughts? I'm sorry, we've been yak, yak, gack, yak, gack, yak, and not letting you jump in here. Go ahead, Shan. On what you got? You any, guys are my mentors. <laughs> I'm, I'm
4: learning, <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> any thoughts, Shan? Um, I'm here. I'm here for the millennials.
2: That's yeah. why I'm here. I'm yeah, but, here but you know, as, as, a millennial, better and- as a millennial, though, I mean, you know, mm. I, I hear it because I got one in my house, you know, and, mm. and, they they really don't have, I mean, a high opinion of the boomers and the Xers, you know, at this point. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts? I think, it's, any, any,
4: I think that we're going to have to. I really believe it's the millennials. It's our time now that we need to stand up and use our voice. I feel as though the generations that have come above us have done enough. I feel as though the generation above us you know, has gone through a different time period than we came. I was born in 86. So you remember the more, a lot of the segregation when it was kind of coming out of that type of situation. Mm -hmm. So now it's our turn. It's our turn to step forward and speak out about certain things that are actually affecting millennials. Everything we've talked about, the majority of that are millennials. And if we don't get it right now <laughs> and yeah. we don't come forward now because all of the people that are making all these decisions all the way up top, mm-hmm. they're not even going to be here. We're going to be the ones that have to clean up all that mess yeah. because of all the things that have, you know, started. And what's frustrating to me is they're giving money to um, Taiwan and all these things where if you just gave, can we just get one billion <laughs> to take it to our community? Just one. That's all Look, I can tell you, I can do a lot of things. I know a lot. We can all work together. If you just give us $1 billion, we can work together. Don't give it to Taiwan. Give it to the, you know, Mississippi. That, you know, they're giving money to arms for... Oh, to um to Taiwan to Taiwan and, and when not you to mention Ukraine to... as
2: well Ukraine too yeah go ahead
4: Mississippi if you give a billion dollars I bet you everybody will have water
2: <laughs> yeah so true I know some people yeah <laughs> yeah but go ahead uh, Tony B, jump in.
3: You know, I think I also wanted to ask Sean. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Sean. What happens, I think, in with Atlanta, this is happening. They act like, you know, this is a big tech and a big booming tech city. But what happens is, you know, the millennials and the Gen X and Y, they come here. But like a lot of people, like the baby boomers, they don't stay. They get up and move somewhere else. So if I don't like the way, you know, Atlanta does, or uh, the Georgia, state of Georgia does X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And you know, I might be 26 or 32. Mm-hmm. I can get up and move somewhere else. But a lot of the people that, are, like you said, that are being affected by this as well, they can't get up and move somewhere else. Yeah, you know, yes. and even look at states that have a better quality of life, especially for seniors. You know, they can't get up and move. And like Chance said, I believe it is. You know, that now you know your millennials and your Gen X and Y, they're the movers and shakers. And I think what some of them don't forget is, yeah, they can ignore it now. But then when they get to be a certain age. Mm-hmm. And they become those are tomorrow's baby boomers, they're going to be like, what is this? How did this happen? And again, you know, you, you just can't put your head in the sand, whether you are 26 or 66. You know, you've got to be proactive because it does affect your quality of life down the line. You know, these uh, this this country, giving all this money to Taiwan and Ukraine is going to affect, you know, like my nieces and nephews and, you know, my second and third cousins. And I just I really hope that, you know, I come the young people, you know, yeah. will think about that.
2: But, uh, you know, Millennial Nick produces this show. And one of the things he talks about, we we talk about a lot, you know, because Gen X and and, and boomers don't necessarily have as much of an appreciation for climate, you know, uh, climate change, because we, you know, he looks at it and says, well, y'all ain't gonna be here. You know, y'all are looking at it from a standpoint of, I mean, you need to be thinking about the future and future generations, not necessarily us. Uh, not necessarily yourselves but but really a lot of these politicians are in it for themselves they're in it for the money I hate to keep saying yeah. that I mean I, I don't hate I mean it's the truth they should, you know they, getting, they should be on the couch yeah they can change <laughs> you know but it's in, in a lot in many cases and I'm just gonna you know again say it you know it, it's time to hand off um the baton you know to people mm-hmm. who can really go down and raise hell because people should be raising hell. People should be raising yeah. them. And one more thing, I, I do want to. Um, I don't want to go into the Trump thing because honestly, I mean, he's he's mentally he's a mentally ill man. I mean, I, I just you know it's unfortunate that uh, not not that he, but one of our you know a, a president of the United States is is on some kind of mental illness tip. And the reason I say that um, is because of what Bill Barr said. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, he was on Fox. Uh, But Bill Barr, you know, was, of course, his AG and he resigned before the shit hit the fan. But I think Fox had him on. You know how Fox put these guys on and they think, oh, they're going to be right in Trump's corner. And let me let me play what he said.
1: The Attorney General Barr, uh, we've seen that famous photo of all of the top secret slash SCI materials arrayed on the floor in President Trump's office there at Mar-a-Lago. He claims that he had a standing order to declassify anything that he took out of the White House when he left in January of 2021. Is there any legitimate reason for those materials to be in the present, former president's possession? Uh No, I I can't think of a a legitimate reason why they they should have been could be taken out of the uh, government, away from the government if they're classified. I frankly am skeptical of this claim that I declassified everything, you know, because frankly, I think it's highly improbable. Uh, And second, if in fact he sort of stood over uh, scores of boxes, not really knowing what was in them and said, I hereby declassify everything in here, that would be such an abuse. Uh, and uh, uh, that uh, and so- shows such recklessness that it's almost worse than taking the documents.
3: To that point, though, um, there's there's some questions over the timeline. Uh, and there are some who fall in the camp of this was, you know, th- looking at the unprecedented nature of a raid of a former president's home like this, that perhaps there was more room for the authorities to obtain these materials without
4: raiding the president's home while he was not even there. Do you think this type of of um, this raid was was avoidable? Do you think a second subpoena, for example, could have been issued?
1: Well, I think there, whether the raid was reasonable under the circumstances, whether there is in fact a case to be made and and whether or not as a matter of prudential judgment, that case should be brought, depend on two questions. The, the character of those top secret documents and secret documents, how sensitive were they? Uh, and and uh, uh, second, How raw is the evidence of deceit and obstruction? Do they have really good evidence from people who were involved? What do you think the answer to that is? I personally think for them to have taken things to the current point, they probably have pretty good evidence. But that's speculation. And until we see that, it's hard to say. Now, let me just say. Uh, I think the driver on this from the beginning was the was, you know, loads of classified information sitting in Mar-a-Lago. People say this was unprecedented. Well, it's also unprecedented for a president to take all this classified information and put him in a country club. OK, and ha- how long is the government going to uh, try to get that back? You know, they jawbone for a year. They were deceived on the voluntary uh, actions taken. Uh, they then went and got a subpoena. They were deceived on that. Uh, they feel, and the record, the facts are starting to show that they were being jerked around. And, and so how long, you know, how long do they wait? Oh, apparently he didn't get
2: the memo. <laughs> he did not get the They had him on Fox News and he didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: he probably ignored the memo while he was leaving and getting out of Dodge.
2: That was some funny yeah. shit. He's, but what I'm saying, I mean, they expected they were trying to get, they were trying to get him to say something that would help, you know, forty five Cheeto. Uh, he, he, he spoke the truth. He, spoke he the, just spoke I mean, the truth. You know, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, <laughs> no. I, I'm not used to say that. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you know, yeah. and why the hell would he even have it at a country club? <laughs> that That's what, that, you know, but anyway, I just wanted to play that for y'all. You know, that's why I say the guy's sick. I mean, there's something wrong. And then for him to go on, you know, as we tape on a Sunday, is Labor Day weekend, he was in, Philly, he was in, uh, what, Scott uh, Wilkes, what is well, He He was outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. He
3: was in that little Republican pocket of, of Pennsylvania, <laughs> yeah. and some of the things I heard him say, oh, they went into my 16-year-old son's bedroom. Why? Do it, do it. Because you hid the shit in there. That's what I'm saying. Do
2: you do. And, and see, the bottom line is, all this stuff he's saying is incriminating himself. He's just incriminating himself. I mean, you can't be very smart if you just say all this to incriminate yourself, and I'm going to leave it at that. Hey, y'all, let's take a break. Uh, let's get ready for Tanya B's tea. Uh, it's just so All right. But anyway, we'll come right back after this. Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Tanya B. What you got? You got okay.
3: Some- well, I'm going to lighten up the room for a minute. Um, you know, uh, Monday was the birthday of the late, great, legendary king of pop, Michael Jackson. Uh, I don't know who tried to tell uh, One Direction member Harry Styles he's the new king of pop, but there's only one and he is oh not Oh, Lord. No, he didn't. Uh, exactly. Yeah, 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 he did. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Uh, somebody did, but they shut it down. Anyway, so it was Michael Jackson's birthday, and you know, I'm being kind when I say there is a gossip rag that came out with a story, and it kind of mimics the, the situation with Prince where they're um, alleging that Michael Jackson, unlike me, he had 19 fake IDs. Mm. Um, that were used to buy drugs I guess when Conrad Murray wasn't around but you know and one thing I will say is I did not watch the MTV uh, Video Music Awards That to me they're not relevant anymore I agree. but one thing I I will give Nicki Minaj credit for is that she did mention because people like Michael Jackson um, and Janet also were recipients of this video Vanguard Award, award that she received which shows you how, how slim the piggins are yeah. but anyway she did say that she wished that you know um, people like Mike and like Whitney, and you know, people really didn't know what they were going through because a lot of times you have the fame, you have the money, but they're very lonely uh, people, and they're just kind of broken inside. And you know, imagine it. You know, what if there was no internet? In terms of how they dealt with their addictions, there are some people who are very famous to this day and some not so famous, but they were in uh, rehab back in the 70s when you could, you know, you didn't have the rags, the gossip rags in the Internet. And you didn't have, you know, all the things that are out here now that, you know, were able to go through it very quietly. So I will give her credit for that when they had the facts.
2: The the fax machine. How about that?
3: Even before no, I'm let's go let's go back to I mean before the faxes. I'm talking about the sixties and the seventies and the early eighties. So okay, so then here we then here comes Harvey Levin. No, I'm a lawyer, Mr. TMZ and things on that line. Now, Harvey Levin claims that he is going to produce the definitive documentary. It's called Who Really Killed Michael Jackson. So we'll see what happens with that. But now here comes Michael Jackson's. I I know she's his ex-wife legally. I just call her the sperm donor or the surrogate. Um, Debbie Rowe now claiming that she feels partially responsible for what happened to him. And I'm like, girl, go sit down. You got paid to have those kids. You knew the situation that you signed up for. So, you know, now you. You wish that you had done more, and my question then becomes, Well, why didn't you do anything? Yeah, and just go sit down. You got your money, you got your
2: check. Let's keep it pushing. I agree, I agree. God, I mean, you know, I let for, that man rest that in peace. Debbie, i Debbie Rowe, I forgot. Debbie Rowe. Yes, what was yes, she like, yes. Uh, like a what was she like? A she dental was hygienist, yeah,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah. The medical assistant to one of his doctors or yeah. one of his plastic surgeons, yeah. Wow. and I'm like, Oh, Michael, <laughs> you could he <laughs> could have paid me, shoot, anyway. Um. Then, uh, it's a, oh, no! this is like, okay, I got to tell you this. Like, anybody cares. It's going to be an anybody care moment, and I'll just say, not me. But do you know that somebody actually is putting money into. Uh, a Millie Vanilli documentary, and we all know that was one of the Lord. biggest music industry scandals. Nobody cares. They thought they were bigger than Elvis with their lip-syncing selves. They gave the Grammy back. Uh, Rob died from an overdose. The other one Man. has been banished to who knows where. Yeah. And um, and what what's sad about it is the guy that actually sang the songs. His name is John Davis. He recently passed away from COVID, and he should have actually got the Grammy because he sang the
2: songs. Yeah. Now what a, what a scandal something- back in the day.
3: Wow. Yeah, I mean that In a way And you know who was You know who was labeled uh, Millie Vanilli was signed to <laughs> Clive Clive Davis <laughs> eh, Anything Clive anything for a dollar Davis Okay, so anyway uh, Now I want to talk about this mess With Tiffany Haddish and Aries Oh boy it's Let very, me turn the music
2: down <laughs> Go ahead This is upsetting. And there's there's
3: a woman who now has come forward almost uh, 10 years after the fact. She calls herself Jane Doe and she's accusing Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears of everything from sexual, like they were trying to run an R. Kelly on her kids, basically, uh, sexual abuse, grooming them, you know, and made them do uh, these uh, unnatural acts or sexual acts at the time, the young lady was ah. 12 and uh, the young boy, uh, her brother was 22. But I'm, and then again, I say, okay, mama, you want to come out here and sue, but where were you when they were doing this? Mm. And because they were minor, she should have been present yeah. and not let it happen. And if you're going to say, well, if it was for money. They only got a hundred dollars. It was a skit called the mind of a pedophile back in, um, I said 2014 and they were kind of busting on R. Kelly and now she's saying oh my daughter can't you know date she's all messed up my son's messed up you know he thinks somebody's watching him and he puts band-aids you know over his uh, you know his devices like his laptops and iPads because he thinks somebody's watching him Mm. and you know and these are some pretty you know lady I don't know I think it's a money grab but I know uh, Tiffany is fighting back and I don't blame her Aerie Spears you know what this might be Karma for those Lizzo comments you made last week, because you know when was the when was the last time he was funny? Okay, Uh, was it Mad TV? Which how many years ago? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's more to this, and it it is just really, really um, upsetting because you know even if they are found uh, not guilty of these allegations if they could face some criminal charges it could be very damaging to their careers and if they were to go to jail which i doubt this will be well apparently, um, apparently
2: they've been um uh, they've been pur- she's been pursuing the money for years uh but yeah she's trying to get money from them for anything. years
3: right and, 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 they, and they've and been ignoring her and the other thing like is Kelly. um
2: what, what happen with with uh tiffany's hired prince phillips lawyer the one uh G- the jeffrey epstein case yeah. lawyer
3: yeah yeah, and the thing about it is, you know, I said why, you know, something like the girl is now twenty two and she's gonna represent herself, so this is all being pushed and yeah. orchestrated by the
2: mama. That's why that's know. why they're taking it seriously now because the parties involved are now legal. So
3: Well wow. the, the young lady it's is legal the to young lady, uh, yeah. Yeah. The the the, the young man, the brother, is only um, 19. But, you know, I think the things people will do for money, good Lord. And the thing about it was, allegedly, um, these children were somehow connected to, like, friends of Tiffany Haddish's family or something along that line. So, mm-hmm. you know, all I can say is, you know, of course, guilty. I mean, yeah, until proven you know, innocent until proven guilty. But just the fact that somebody would say something like that is, yeah. I think, just... You know, you really coming outside yourself. Okay, so keep an eye on it. Yep. And let's don't say we did. Uh, Let's go to the Divorce (laughs) Chronicles. First, we're going to talk about uh, Grace Anatomy actor Jesse Williams. You know, he made millions and millions of dollars and he was on that show. But now he and his third leg catch that tea have gone back to Broadway in that play, uh, take me out. And now Jesse is only making $2,000 a week. People think that, uh, Broadway actors like the stars of these plays, they don't make a whole lot of money. I said, you go from like 2 million a week to 2000 a week. And, you know, Jesse's going through a very contentious divorce with, you know, the, uh, the estranged wife who held him down when he was a struggling actor and she was getting 40,000 a month. And now, uh, um, Uh, They went to a judge and I, you know, but I say in this instance, I rock with Jesse. The judge did lower her child support to $6,000, which is in, uh, you know, it's in line with his income right now. And then the the judge told her, Mrs. Williams, it's time for you to get a job. Wow. You know, and I'm really not mad at him for that. So, yeah, that's Jesse. So, yeah, if you want to see Jesse in his third leg and you can go to Broadway and sit there with a mask on, (laughs) go see Take Me Out.
2: (laughs) You're crazy. Okay, now
3: I'm going to talk about. Stay off uh, social media, Tyrese. Hey, it is what it is. But talk about now, Tyrese. You know, same thing. He needs to stay off social media too because he's got too much of his business out there, and he looks crazy. Um, and his estranged wife, who now uh, thought she was getting, uh, and she got the booby prize, like you know, the the zonker on uh, door number three. Mm-hmm. On Let's make a deal. Yeah. And they've gone to court, and uh, he said that he does not want to pay her spousal support, but he does have to pay ten thousand a month for his daughter. But the thing is, like Tyrese, what? What value is it? And you trying to take back a 2016 car this woman has, has, has had to drive your child around. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. You know? And so at the end of the day, um, he came out. You know, he's good to turn on the waterworks, which he did. But then he tried to clap back at the judge and he got chin checked. So he should be glad the judge did not make him pay. moa.
2: Wow. He definitely turns on the
3: waterworks. He's the oh best. my goodness. Oh yeah. It's like he had a really good acting coach. You <laughs> he's know? the best. And I said, I don't we don't talk about Kanye, but I'm just gonna say this now. Right, uh, he's claiming might as well. he's claiming wait, he's claiming that the Kardashians used him, Tristan Thompson, all the other baby daddies, even uh he told what's the the one that just married um uh what's it Courtney? Yeah. The, the, the musician Travis Barker. Yeah. Um you're going to be you're just there to be a sperm donor and Kanye's Pretty claiming much. that Yeah, all <laughs> right, right. Um uh but you see Courtney only one that, that don't that doesn't go that's not down with the swirl. Kanye says worry about your own kids, don't criticize, them, you shut the f up. And then now his, his new bombshell for this week is that um You know, his marriage fell apart because of his addiction to online porn. And he's claiming that Kim is in denial of being half black and that he's mad because Kim is allegedly getting back together with the uh, comedian Pete Davidson and his third leg. So there we have that.
2: You know, it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy to me. I was, I was, you know, I guess they put him back on Instagram. So now, you know, he's he's doing all this stuff because he's back on Instagram. But one of the other posts that kind of I, I had to laugh at was the fact that he was posting that he wears all the winter stuff during the summer because he didn't want to be regular. Be regular.
3: Um, you I'm haven't like, been dude. regular since she <laughs> came out of your mother's womb,
2: really, dude? I'm like, dude, really? It's, it's 98 degrees and you got a parka on, and a, and a, you know, it's. You know, I just had to laugh. I mean,
3: I watch him come out with his own
2: line of Geo. And, and, and Rick Ross was, Rick one. Ross co-signed like facts, dude. Facts. I'm like, oh please. Okay.
3: Well, if you were wondering what <laughs> happened the with the Fugees, yeah, the, the Fugees were supposed to be going going on this reunion tour, the 25th anniversary of the score, and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah. And they were blaming, you know, blaming it on Lauren Hill. And I'm here to tell you right now, she is not. I repeat, not the reason there will not be a reunion tour. And here is why. Please. It's because of Proz Michelle. Now I told you this is this this, this uh, show I love on ABC called The Con C O N, and it's narrated by Whoopi Goldberg. And there was a scam and a comment she talked about with this guy whose name is Jay Wu or John Wu or John Wow whatever, and Pros is involved in that. And what it is is that Proz has been charged with I mean huge international money laundering in this scam. Oh, he gone. He's- <laughs> he goes to trial wait he goes to trial November 4th and he's facing 20 years in jail mm. that is why there will not be a Fuji's reunion tour my people
2: oh what is that what is it called Interpol <laughs> <laughs> they don't play. am well, just say no. I watched
3: that show. And but no, but this guy, he really scams some high level people, up That's to and I'm including saying. um uh Leonardo DiCaprio. He was wow. part of uh The Wolf of Wall Street that movie. Yeah. So yeah, this this Interpol is big. This is big.
2: Don't play. You know. Yeah. So, mm. mm-hmm.
3: see ya, prize. Yeah, so uh,
2: Go ahead What else you got? Uh, oh, please uh,
3: I want to tell you About Meg The Stallion People were giving her Major props And I was—I must admit I was one of them I'm like, man She's out there You know, she's got The businesses going She's got the music She's touring She's doing this She's doing that And she's still going To school at Texas Southern And I'm sure If you write a check At a lot of schools I know people who have done it uh, You know, you can get in there, you can graduate And get passed through But what has happened With Meg The Stallion Is now Her former best friend Is claiming that Meg has committed Academic fraud but what? i'm here to tell you wait the bestie has done the same thing because she's claiming that meg does not deserve that degree because the bestie was doing all of her homework while she was out there Uh-oh. touring and twerking and working and and you know having make the stallion
2: hot sauce uh, okay oh uh, that's so the, i wonder if <laughs> that's what? The, i did the homework and i got the receipts Uh Yes, yes.
3: Yeah, so she said, you know, I guess Meg stopped paying her, whatever the case may be. I'm sure there's more to it. But then her friend says, at best, Meg was a C student. I did her homework. She got higher grades.
2: Oh, damn. Y'all can't be giving, y'all can't be letting your besties do your homework. (laughs) Find somebody. No, you can't. (laughs) Find a no name. Even a stranger would do that that same thing. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. Academic. I would never do that. But I'm just saying, don't do that. That's just that was just an accident waiting to happen, an axe waiting to fall. God. You no know loyalty. Got, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. She's older eventually, when older. that when that money stops, you know what i But anyway, I ain't you, B. All right, hey, let's go ahead. You know, I, you know what I got, y'all. You know that. Let me let me go on. Well,
3: I, I got to say one thing. You right, tell one more. Me, one B. more thing.
2: And one. one no, more thing. we're
3: gonna talk about this because I watched Honk for Jesus last night. All right, all I, I got well, it's
2: coming up. I got. <laughs> I, I got the review. I got the review. So, so, so hang on. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. That's all I can say. But first I got to do this. What you watching this week, Tommy B? All right. So, so, so here's what's up, y'all. You know the shot. I do the work so y'all don't have to. So, uh, so. that's, that's your show and that's okay. <laughs> but,
3: I don't watch it and that is your show. But that, so but, go in and let half.
2: But I, I will say, um, there were mixed reviews, on the season finale and you know because i i I watch the show and then uh I'll, i'll check it out uh you know not necessarily real time because now you know it comes in early and people stream it more so at different times than it used to be you know at one time but, but one thing I will say is there have been mixed reviews about the finale because some people want drama. You know how people, you know, I want drama, <laughs> you know, that that meme, you know, they want the drama. And sometimes it's just best to hold the drama until the next season. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the season is almost over. Let's just go ahead and get out of season five into season six. So I see the rationale. But just a couple of quick things. And, and these are only minor spoilers. So if you haven't seen it already, you know, just, you know, close your ears or something. Um, But but these are just minor spoils. But with Q's demise, old school Q, you know, the guy who used to be on 21 Jump Street, you know, that Q. (laughs) Duda takes control and he did it in a way that put Q in the trunk of a car. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Victor spills the beans and comes clean about himself. I was expecting that to happen. Um, The other thing is Kev. Kev is is kind of like the lead young guy in the show, the lead kid actor in the show. And and he's really trying to sue eventually his parents to emancipate. We're going to see that more of that coming into season six because he's making his own money doing gaming. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, it was good to see Tiff and Keisha come back together and hug hug it out, move forward. Because I thought somebody was going to get hurt. Because Keisha, I still don't think she's right. Something, something up with Keisha. but But it was good to see them hug it out. Shad looks like he's getting back with Deja, uh, but, but will he tell her the truth about what he did? And I'm going to leave it at that. I don't think he will, but I think it, by 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 the hug, and that this is Jason Weaver. Jason Weaver plays Shad. By that hug and that look on his face, he's feeling a little guilty, and, and I don't know if he's really going to come out and tell the truth. But uh, Jada and Darnell, it was good to see them jump, jump the broom. Some people are hating because they old school and they don't want to see the older folks on the shy get that much shine. But I think it's good for the overall show because you got a young audience, you got the Kevin audience, and then you got the you know of course the Jada and Darnell jumping the broom for the third fourth time. Uh, You know, good for them. You know, uh, they old that's the old school crew. Um, Bakari is now in Duda's camp. Uh uh uh. That's all I got to say. That. I'm glad they didn't do anything to Bakari this season, but I can tell you that season six is going to be a mess with, with Bakari because dude is the devil. Something's going to happen. Uh, Gemma dips into her college fund and she's decided to manage Myesha. And I can see that working out. The song's on the radio and and we'll see how that's going to work out, you know?
3: Um, what about the follow-up to the song that's on the radio? That's
2: what I'm talking about. But it's going to okay. be interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I do have to, again, give it to season, give it up to um, the folks at the Chi, um, you know, for season five, going into season six. Um, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that season six is going to be if you want drama, <laughs> I want drama. If you want drama, season six is going to be it. You know, if you want problems, you're going to have problems in season six. Problem, the problems, season six is going to be that, pro, all the problems that were avoided in season five are are, are actually going to be, I think, season six. I wouldn't be surprised if it, it's the last season, the final season. Of the was, I was
3: going to ask you, how much longer do you think this show has to go before, yeah. you know, it's time to pack it up and pack it in? Yeah. I, I or are, the, are, know, are there any characters that could do a spinoff from the shot?
2: You know, I, I'm not I'm not really down with the whole power Fifty Cent spinoffs. Everybody gets a spinoff thing. Um, one one thing I like about the Shy is it gives a little bit of every part of our culture. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing that's so different about it because very few shows can do it like that. So you know, if you spin off any of these characters, you're kind of taking something, an element. You know, you got the youth. You know, you got LGBTQ. You got the the gangsters. You know, you got you know the you got a lot of different elements in this show. There's just so many, and that's that's the the surprising thing of how uh, Lena Waite has kept the you know how you keep the dishes spinning all at once. It, it, it I, it's it's amazing how they keep it spinning. So I don't I, I wouldn't I don't know if I would be into it if it's over at season six. Um, I just think it's going to be really, you know, again, problems and seasons, problems. You want problems? <laughs> you Come to problems. That's all I got to say. All right, here we go. Y'all. Um, honk for Jesus. Let me take a, <laughs> I, now I want to go to break. I was going to go to break. Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall honk for Jesus. Save your soul. Um, I will say this and I'm going to get into it a little bit more toward the end. But here's what I liked about it. OK, uh, I like that it was on Peacock and I didn't have to go to the theater. That's number one. Uh, I like that it was filmed in Atlanta. I got to see some some nice little, um, you know, uh, landmarks, you know. Uh, I like Nuck If You Buck. <laughs> I go tell you, I mean, if you hadn't seen the yes, movie. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I thought Don't that, spoil thought, it. I'm not going to spoil it. But, I, I you know, Nuck, Nuck If You Buck. was was a nice little insert. Other than that, mm, you know, and and I'm going to say this, Tanya B, regardless of how you felt about Eddie Long and the whole new birth nastiness that occurred, I think it deserves more. You know, it deserves better a better oh, you know, storytelling, thing. even though it's, uh, no, let me say, let me, let me say this. Okay, and I'm going to let okay, you jump go in. Ahead, go ahead. You know, it, it just deserves a better storytelling, even if it is funny or a mock a mockumentary. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they couldn't get rights to do all they wanted to do to it. Of course not. Uh, I, I'm sure that was a big part of it. But in my opinion, I just don't think the people were, who were involved in the project, had a really true understanding of what that meant to the city and to those people. And 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 so, you know, the mo- and the other thing is mockumentaries and like satire hit home when those who are involved in it and creating it truly have an in-depth knowledge of what happened. I just don't, you know, the, all the little sight gags and the funny stuff or trying to be funny was cool, but I just didn't get a sense that the people who were putting it out were really in it to develop a true story. And, and that's where I see, I, you know, I don't read a lot of reviews before I see a movie. I typically do my review and I go back and take a look at other reviews. And one thing that I see in a lot of the reviews from a lot of reviewers, besides the ones who will just give them anything a good review, uh, the, the ones I look at as really good reviewers, good writers, um, one of the things I saw as a consistent theme was it didn't really go anywhere people were waiting for it to kind of go somewhere and it never really went anywhere so the fact is just a couple of points it didn't it it only made one point seven million dollars at the box office which is dismal i mean this is i mean there's no movies it it's not
3: all right, you but know. I mean that's to me. It's not a box office movie. It was streaming service or straight to video. Yeah, but,
2: okay. Yeah, and but ahead. but but it. You know, the other thing is, you got Jordan Peele. It's a Jordan Peele Monkey Paw production. That's one. Then you've got Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya, who's a producer, and then you've got these brand new directors, never directed, really, truly directed a project. And and I'm not gonna just bash the new directors. I mean, I'm 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 all for giving new directors a shot. But there's just right. certain things you don't d- drop new directors in. Maybe maybe this wasn't the shit to put them in for their oh. very first project because I'm I'm here to tell you I mean I'm all for um you know holding uh religion accountable. I love I mean I love movies and and projects that hold, you know, the whole hypocrisy accountable. But but it just wasn't even good at that. It was, you know, you know, and, and I'm gonna say this, and I'll throw it to you, Tanya B. Jordan Peele and Kahlua. Jordan Peele is special. He needs to be careful because his projects have been kind of on a decline since Get Out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of folks were kind of iffy on Nope. Um, the Twilight Zone project that he did on on CBS was not really well received. Um, the second movie, Us, was kind of mediocre. Dude's going to have to get a hit. And, and he's going to, I mean, in terms of putting his name on a lot of big stuff, um, he he really has to be careful in terms of dropping his, putting his name on some of these projects, because eventually people are going to say, dude, when are you going to get a hit? Oh, okay. I'll throw it to you. I just had to say that. Go ahead. You go. Uh,
3: well- Well, first thing I'll say is it wasn't just, you know, I guess if you you had to really be this, this whole uh, Eddie Long thing happened just as I had moved to Atlanta. But there were elements of Eddie Long in there. There were elements of Creflo Dollar in there. And there were elements of Jamal Bryant who took over Eddie Long's church new birth after Eddie Long died. Hmm. Um, I'll say that. So there was, a, you know, and again, I guess they had to kind of skate the issues because, like you said, they may not have gotten the rights to do all that, you know, they could have done. So I think unless you were really kind of like in, you know, in the trenches when that was happening or had a real deep understanding of that and just church politics in general, you know, it wouldn't make sense. Anybody who doesn't look like you and me, is more likely often than not, not even going to understand that part of the black church experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Number one. Okay. And number two, I, I think one thing I did not like about the movie, I it ha- I had to sit there. I was watching it with my sister. we was sitting there. We're, we're like, huh? I'm like, I did not care for the way the movie ended. You know, I, I so you have to make your own assumption as to, you know, did she leave? Did she stay that, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And I think it was, okay. To me, it was just a a gloss over. It wasn't, and I know it's satire and, you know, mockumentary and that whole thing, Hmm. you know, but again, um, I guess I see what they tried to do. I don't know that they did the best job of it, and like you said, with these first-time directors, you know, unless and I don't I don't recognize any of the names, and I read the credits, and I may be incorrect, but I don't believe there was anybody that was from Atlanta or anybody who was really firmly entrenched and took, you know, enough time to really know, you know, some of the moving parts that they missed in this thing that you know, that actually went down so you just can't sit here and go okay i'm gonna research this i'm going to you know google it and schmooble it and see what happened but unless you you know got people who really were members of new birth uh world changers and you know and, and those other these other atlanta churches, mm-hmm. you know I, like i said i'll just say this i see what they were trying to do i don't think they achieved the goal for whatever reason and as far as Jordan Peele goes, he's kind of getting to me to be like a one-trick pony. So he's got to change up his game because I think he is going to he's going to flatline and peter out. And now they're talking about uh, a sequel to Nope. I'm like, some people I, I didn't see it, and I really don't want to because <laughs> yeah. I mean I heard yeah. Kiki Palmer really made the movie, and I can go watch her, you know, crack jokes on Password with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah I, you know, again, most of the folks. I've talked to. I mean, you know, pissing off the church community is easy. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying that ain't hard. But, no, but that but... ain't hard. But but the other thing is making people laugh. If it was really meant to be a comedy, um, most people I, I know so. they didn't think it was funny. I mean, except for the one, except for "Knuck If You Buck." Yeah, and and that was a front, and that, that was really was to me that was thing. Right.
3: That was a high yeah. point of this whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, and the reality is there are a lot of pastors and their wives yeah. who do that. Yeah. And there are a lot of pastors and their wives that do that, that exhibit a lot of that behavior that they show there. And there are a lot of um Uh, I'll just call a thing I think a lot of pastors who really are closeted gay men and the women like Andrew Gilliam's wife, she knew, but she signed up for, you know, what she wanted. And that was to be the first lady of Florida. And it didn't work. And he got messy and sloppy like Eddie Long and like a bunch of the other ones. And then, you know, then they get, you know, they have to hang their pants out the window. But, um, you know, I I think that 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 uh, Honk for Jesus spoke to a segment of the population. It wasn't for uh you know the general population if you will mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i just think if they were going to do if they were really going to do a even a mockumentary or a real documentary it would not have been in the movies it would have been you know on pbs or I don't know, some on um what is it uh what's the one hulu that like because now they have they're doing something but it's more of a documentary about uh the mormons oh that's gonna be so crazy. you know I, oh, I've watched part of it. it. It's it. It was so crazy. I'm like after episode two or three, I said I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But um, and I mean I get it, but I just don't think that they really um hit the mark with Hong for Jesus. It was
2: okay. Yeah. Will I, I watch I, it I just, again. Yeah. I, no. I, you know, I'm I, again. I'm glad I watched it on Peacock. Uh, even you know, I I saw one comment on Twitter. Somebody said you know uh, as we tape we tape on Sunday and Saturday this weekend Labor Day weekend was Cinema Day. So all the movies were $3. And somebody said, I wanted my $3 back.
3: <laughs> well, see, that's when you have to go in and that's get like, your 3.30-day subscription. Don't be mad. And now you can cancel yeah, like, it. Yeah,
2: I want my $3. They don't listen to me. They say, <laughs> I, they say, I tried, but damn, you know, even even with it being cinema day, I wanted my $3 back. And, and you know, I, I just hope, I, I don't, I mean, it really and truly, it doesn't matter to me. Because, honestly, these guys are getting a lot of these projects greenlit when a a lot of other people can't get their stuff greenlit because they're riding their reputation. But here's the thing, and I'll leave it at this, Tanya B., for somebody as talented as... Key and Peele is comedy genius to me. When I watch Key... Key Together. Together. Key and Peele is one of the most genius comedy duo standards on comedy central and for, absolutely it, it's top notch period for somebody come come who's coming from that legacy for something like this you know dude you could have done better i mean no they
3: gotta no they gotta you step can it do up better. They've, because you know what the green light's gonna turn yellow then it's gonna turn red and then everything's gonna be stopped so i i think they really have to step it
2: up yeah. They're only gonna get because you know, if they're you. not
3: making any money, yeah. if they're yeah. not making money, you know, but like, okay, next, there's somebody else out there.
2: Next. It may, Tanya B, it was number 14. And when I say number 14, they did they were releasing Spider-Man for eight from eight months ago. You know the number, the, the number one movie this weekend, again, as we tape Labor Day weekend, the number one movie is Spider Man from eight months ago. Right, you know so that I'm should saying? tell you something. Yes. yes. Yeah.
3: So yeah, I think they, they got to step it up or, I mean, Reginald Hardland go and yoke them up and you and your brother Reggie talk to him and take him back to boot camp because I, I just uh, don't see it. It's 14. I'm just not here for them doing it that long. And, you know, yeah, they came in number 14, but they usually stop the list at number 10. And yeah. with that, I say
2: I need a benediction. So you got 14 and then then I know I know what's going to be said. The spin is going to be well. You know, it was on Peacock. It, I, it, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to say this, and P- Peacock probably will not let people know what their streaming is per show. But I'm willing to bet you it didn't do well on Peacock either. But I'll leave it at that. One more thing, and and then we'll we'll wrap it. Um, we'll wrap it. Um, I watched Surface on on Apple uh, again. In, 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 uh, Google and both raw, and and you know I was encouraged by up until the damn finale. No, no. I'm going to say nope to that because I thought that this show had a lot of promise. Again, it's on Apple Plus, probably not getting a whole lot of viewing, not a lot of big viewing. Um, they haven't announced whether or not they're going to have a season two. And honestly, you know it's bad when you spend that much time with the series and it went through eight episodes and I really don't even care. If they do, I don't care. If yeah, they do it was probably two. six episodes too many. Yeah. I, I don't even care if they do a season two mm-hmm. because the ending was just so mediocre the way they ended it. I, I'm just like, come on. Come on, Reese Witherspoon. You know, what's up with that? I know you expect God more damn. from her.
3: I expect more from her. <laughs> you know, I mean. Oh, the ending for that sounds like the the ending of, of Honk for Jesus. So with that, yeah. I'll just
2: say all right. Season finale, uh, again, seventh uh, coming up is uh, Everything's Trash. I know you watched that, Tanya B. Uh, and I think this comedy has promise. And I do hope that it gets another season. Uh, Phoebe, I hope she gets another season. Uh, we love you to weigh in. Go to castropolis.net. That's C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S.net. You can click on the, mm-hmm. the link for the people poll uh leave uh, leave our comments leave your comments leave your feedback um, we ran Shan about it <laughs> okay i know that that's she what got, i my, didn't no them. didn't i tell you those millennials
3: <laughs> they get up and they move they on leave. and they leave and i'm see <laughs> she,
2: i'm telling she, you see what huh, we we were talking about Hunt for jesus and she left <laughs>
3: <laughs> Probably because she didn't want but to make did. a comment on it. But anyway. But they said
2: people were leaving. People were getting up, leaving at the theater. But any any last minute shout outs, Tanya, before we I no, just
3: up. want to shout out to everybody in the DMV. Uh, I want to say a shout out uh, to my cousin, Russell. He got married on Friday in D.C. and, he, and his beautiful oh. uh, wife, Courtney, my new cousin. I'm telling you, they did it up. It looked like, if anybody's ever seen, um, <laughs> is it Medea's family reunion when they had the wedding oh scene at God. the end? When, Not what it looked the like. Angels that. hanging?
2: The people they hit everything the but the angels.
3: <laughs> so let me tell you something, me, me, and my family—we do it right. We get it in. So no, you I wish them many years, many no, years of happiness. No, you didn't have the people hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> Not, we just, not let not me tell. Well, People's. they they just about. I mean, the only thing missing from oh that. My oh my! Anyway, yeah, it, it was. It was. You know, it's and it's beautiful it's and young people. Then? I mean, look. For all we know, we could have DJ Caled as a DJ. It's like I tell you, we don't have step in my uh, family. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah, but just it. much happiness to them. Yeah.
2: And one thing, I, you know, and I'll let this be the benediction, y'all. Like I got, um, we we carry, and, and I produce a podcast every week. I got to shout out Fran from Faith, Family, and Fundamentals. Oh,
4: um, yeah. If you, yeah. If you have a yeah.
2: chance, go to uh, castropolis.net and her podcast. She does a weekly podcast, and she is just, I mean, consistent over two, you're heading into two years with this podcast. But but she is a, a teacher. And one of the things yes. that she asked for is prayer for teachers dealing with these kids. A lot of these kids coming back, one of the things, y'all, you got kids. Please tell your kids that they can't have whatever they want or act like whatever they want when they go and into these out. schools. Because oh, yeah. one of the things a lot of and, – and, and it's interesting that she asked for prayer uh, for teachers dealing with this. A lot of these kids today feel like it's McD- – I mean, it's Burger King. They can go up in school and have it their way. And that ain't the case. I mean, they are <laughs> oh, literally yeah. – Walking up in there, feeling entitled about what they can do and can't. But you know, do.
3: the other thing is, I'm like, what? And no, parents, <laughs> this is not free daycare for your children. That's what I'm saying. This sad. is not free daycare. You said and, what?
2: Because, <laughs> because back in look, the day, Tanya B, I and you know I, know, I know, I know, I know. There's some schools that have tried to bring back spanking, but back when I was in school, I mean, you, they chop you in the throat.
3: <laughs> Look, I Is went Bernie to school. No. <laughs> if you went to thoke, but if you went to Catholic school, you got cracked across your knuckles with that ruler or a yardstick. Yes, if You got lucky, man. Yeah. But you know, teacher, I, no, but, no, I, hey, I get let it. me
2: say this: the, the the principal had a belt, and the teachers okay. had, you know, what do you call them? The, the the stick, the um, the ruler, the long ruler. You know, yeah, that was a yardstick. Yeah. The yardsticks, or you get, or you get, mm-hmm. get chopped like Bernie Mac. You get chopped in the
3: throat. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, and, and I say in like, and to quote Chris Rock, when you call your grandmother mom and call your mother Pam, yeah. therein lies the root of the problem right there. And with that, I have nothing else to say. But
2: I got to say that. That's, that's, the, you know, definitely y'all, y'all pray for these teachers, man. They dealing with some crazy. It's not only are and they dealing no, and with- And
3: they're leaving. They they're are. leaving. And who can blame they're them? Leaving. I can't,
2: I can't blame them. Too much stress, not enough money. Damn. I look- Look, I'm I'm going to say it like that. You know, I know they can't chop them in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't teach because I just have a me flash. Me either. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I have a and flash now, back.
3: Like I said, now it's Give a free for all the
2: people.
3: <laughs> people that think, you know, that, that that schools are now babysitters. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's not the all case. Right. So anyway.
2: All right, y'all. Tanya B, again, thank you so much. Enjoy you. Enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. Uh, Shan, thank you so much for being on. Appreciate you. And with that, y'all, episode 144 is in the can and we are out of here. Peace. Hey, back to the barbecue, y'all. Yeah.
0: You've been listening to the G podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.